0: Welcome to HUDCO Radio, I'm Jim Kennelly. Anyone who lives in Hudson County knows just how congested John F. Kennedy Boulevard is. But the county's central, four-lane local thoroughfare didn't start out that way when it opened in 1895 and became known as Hudson Boulevard. Back then it was designed to be a scenic route for horse carriages, bicyclists, and pedestrians. No commercial traffic was permitted. Nearly 125 years later, the Hudson County Division of Planning is hoping to move the boulevard a bit closer to its historic roots to serve pedestrians and bicyclists better and to make the entire roadway safer for all who use it. Joining us today to discuss this first step toward doing that is Kevin Force, who serves as the principal planner for the division and assists in coordinating the ongoing JFK Boulevard Safety Corridor Study. Welcome Kevin.
1: Thank you very much, Jim. I'm excited to be here today with you to discuss the boulevard and our study.
0: Outstanding. Let's begin by talking about John F. Kennedy Boulevard. Could you give us a snapshot of it by the numbers?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, John F. Kennedy Boulevard is one of our main county roads. It's the primary connection route Uh, through the northern and southern parts of the county. It stretches for 13 and a half miles through the length of the entire county and runs through six of our municipalities, Bayonne, Jersey City, Union City, West New York, Guttenberg, and North Bergen. Um, There are numerous um, facilities that are located throughout the boulevard. Um, For example, there are 44 schools that are located along its route. Um, As the boulevard travels through the county, it has different um, characteristics in the different sections. Some of the areas are more residential, and there are others which serve as busy commercial hubs. So many people throughout the county live or travel along the boulevard every day to get to work, places to shop, and other um, places
0: that they need to go to. Let's talk a little bit when it comes to numbers about the actual carrying capacity of the road.
1: Average daily traffic of the road is about 26,000 vehicles per day. But that does vary um, somewhat dramatically um, across the corridor. Uh, Generally in the southern area in Bayonne it's um, more a little bit over um, 10,000 and in some of our more um, busy congested areas that are uh, connecting with other primary routes uh, that goes to over 30,000 vehicles per day. Wow.
0: Tell us a little bit about the the numbers related to uh, uh, pedestrian and uh, driver safety in the corridor.
1: In analyzing the boulevard and some of the safety issues that have been occurring there, um, we did find from 2014 to 2016, uh, there were over 4,000 crashes that occurred along the boulevard. And this includes all different um, types of crashes, um, head-on collisions, side swipes, uh, collisions with parked uh, vehicles, so there are a variety that do happen along the boulevard. Um, Those crashes resulted in over 1,100 injuries and um, sadly there were 12 fatalities that occurred as a result.
0: Hmm. So how are you trying to improve things?
1: So over the past few years we've been working with the Office of the County Engineer, on some um, safety studies along the boulevard to do some uh, programs and look at design improvements. We've also been working with the Hudson TMA on some education campaigns. And uh, so we've been putting a lot of um, effort into looking at particular corridors of the, within the boulevard um, to see what some of the issues are there. But we really wanted to take a more comprehensive look and focus on some areas that we did not otherwise get to study and look at the boulevard comprehensively to see what are some of the issues that are occurring across the entire corridor and what can be done about it.
0: And my understanding is that, that is what was the um, driving force behind this JFK safety corridor uh, study. Is that correct? Yes,
1: that's correct. So, so talk about the study. If you okay. So in order to take a broader look, we decided to go forth with um, pursuing a broader corridor study. We applied for and received grant funding from the North Jersey Transportation Planning Authority to conduct the study. Yes. And we were able to use the funding to bring on uh, two consultant firms to assist us with the study. Our consultant firms are Fitzgerald and Halliday and Stantec, which are both uh, planning and engineering firms that have expertise in traffic safety and design.
0: And so what does what do these two firms, what did they contribute to the work? Uh, what for our listeners, what, what would uh, these companies do in terms of uh, helping you uh, build a data set? Uh, they the
1: were able to assist us with both the data analysis component of the study as well as the public outreach component of the study. Um, in terms of the data analysis, we collected several sources of data to really, analyze and determine what are some of the issues that are occurring along the boulevard Um, we did several methods of data collection and analysis we used um, safety voyager which is a um, application from the new jersey uh, department of transportation to collect 11 years worth of data from the corridor and we were also able to geocode that data to look at it on a map and see geographically where these crashes are occurring. Uh, Once we had that data, uh, our consultant team also reached out to the local uh, law enforcement um, departments in the municipalities we were working in and were able to obtain police investigation reports. And uh, those gave a little bit more detail about the circumstances of the crashes, you know, what time of day, the weather conditions. And that gave us a better picture of what was actually occurring. And we're able to then uh, create crash diagrams, which showed us all of the crashes that had happened in the past three years and what types of crashes they were, whether they were involving turning movements or, you know, head-on collisions, whether they involved um, pedestrians or cyclists, and that helped us to really understand better what some of the recurring um, patterns were so we could identify um, areas of greater concern and other
0: locations uh, which saw frequent levels of, of crashes. So you put this in historical context. You work with public law enforcement. Was there also a component at all that involved a field study or anything like that? We
1: decided to... Um use a data-driven process to select four focus areas for more in-depth analysis, and we would develop uh, concept designs for the four areas. In determining our focus areas, we wanted to choose areas that would be representative of the other areas along the boulevard so that we could then look at some of our results and see that they might work elsewhere along the corridor. The focus areas that we selected were from 26th to 32nd Street in Bayonne, from Gates Avenue to Danforth Avenue in Jersey City, from Hague Street to 10th Street. Uh, that section falls between Jersey City, Union City, and North Bergen. And finally, 37th Street to 43rd Street, and that falls between Union City and North Bergen. There were some common findings from all areas. Uh, Illegal parking close to intersections inhibits pedestrian visibility. There has been a lot of um, jaywalking, uh, side swipes and crashes with parked vehicles. Um, There's prevalent speeding and distracted driving, and there are a lot of left-turn conflicts. Could
0: you talk a little bit about what the public outreach component has been? We did a broad approach to our
1: public outreach. Um, We went to events throughout the county and set up tables there where we could talk to the residents about what we were doing and um, get them to share some of their thoughts and opinions with us about what some of the issues are along the boulevard and some solutions that, you know, they might like to see implemented. We also conducted an online survey where we asked, our, we asked um, residents about some of the issues that they saw along the boulevard. We found through our survey that 62% of the respondents use JFK Boulevard every day. We conducted a survey in both English and Spanish, and we were very pleased that we received over 700 responses to the survey.
0: Well, and and that's probably a testament also to the aggressive social media outreach that's been developed over time for the division. I've seen how um, we've had a host of things from your division, um, flyers for events encouragement to be involved in uh, the census, so this is I guess kind of an outgrowth of that. Yes, for
1: everything that we're doing we're trying to encourage the public to
0: be an important part of it. You're going to be holding a public meeting about um, the the corridor study and so I wonder if we could talk about that. Um, This this public meeting for the study, when's it going to happen, what's going to happen there, and who should attend? The public meeting for the study is going to be held on
1: Tuesday, April 23rd, and it will be at the Union City campus of the Hudson County Community College in room N515. The public meeting is really going to be an open house style format. Uh, We will be there between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. and anyone is welcome to stop by at any time during those hours. I'm going to give a brief presentation describing what the study process was and what we were trying to do and we're then going to show our preliminary design concepts and invite the public's opinion about what they think about them, if there's anything else that we missed and that they would like to see
0: that we should look into. Um, so that sounds like a great way for folks who are interested in getting their two cents in on what the future holds for the uh, the Boulevard corridor um, to, to get the chance to do that.
1: Yes, absolutely. We're hoping that you know the public can come to the meeting and give us their opinions about what they what they think and would like to see in the future.
0: I know that we don't want to ruin the meeting by giving too much away here, but I wondered if you could uh, maybe describe in brief some of the proposed ideas that if, if you do show up at the meeting, you get to ask questions. Um, if you do show up at the meeting, uh, you might hear about. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yes. Um, we've developed several design concepts um, for the four focus areas that we had through the study. Um, now, unfortunately, Um, The different uh, areas of the boulevard are not all the same. So there's no one-size-fits-all solution. We had to look at the context of each area. And I'd like to also mention that um, these are draft designs at the moment. We're going to – it's going to take additional study and work with our municipal officials to determine what are the best – design concepts to implement.
0: Could you give maybe one kind of example of one of these areas that you may have had some involved with in developing? um, One of these four areas, what might be one thing that uh, could be proposed to maybe improve things? Could you talk about that maybe?
1: One thing that we're looking at Um, and has already been implemented across some areas of the boulevard by the uh, Office of the County Engineer is uh, curb extensions. Um, The curb extensions uh, serve multiple purposes. They allow for pedestrians to have a little bit more visibility along the roadway corridor so they can better see the traffic that's coming and they can better be seen by vehicles that are approaching the intersection. And it also reduces... The crossing distance of the boulevard. Therefore, it will not take pedestrians as long to actually cross and gets them out of the uh, traffic quicker.
0: And I wondered, are there any elements in the proposals at all about dealing with um, ways to improve uh, safety for bikers at any of these study areas you looked at?
1: We have looked at some other bicycling efforts around that are taking place around the county. Um, there are several bike share systems that are being implemented throughout the county. And um, Jersey City is just now finalizing their bicycle master plan. So we've taken into consideration um, some of these other uh, cycling efforts that are taking place. And we wanted to look at how these could be incorporated into our study and along John F. Kennedy Boulevard as well. Um, as a long-term solution, um, we think that there is an opportunity, especially in some of the lower uh, trafficked areas of the boulevard, to one day add um, some bicycle lanes there. And we're also looking at maintaining or extending Um, connections to other travel routes. In the southern um, portion of Jersey City, um, there's going to be a proposed connection of the Morris Canal Greenway, Mm -hmm. which would go from Mercer Park across Kennedy Boulevard into the Country Village section of Jersey City. Could you talk a little bit about some of the uh, corridor-wide
0: recommendations?
1: The corridor-wide recommendations that we found through the study fall into three categories, education, enforcement, and engineering. Uh, Through education, we would like to work with the public who travel along the boulevard to make them more aware of some of the safety issues and what can be done to make the boulevard safer. We want to work with law enforcement to prevent unsafe behavior and we also want to look at engineering solutions um, that can be added to increase safety along the boulevard. We think that it would be effective to look at the um, signal timings across the boulevard. Um, One of the overall recommendations for the study will be to conduct a further um, signal analysis across the boulevard in order to time traffic signals to maintain traffic at an acceptable speed. If there's a stretch of open green lights, it increases the tendency to speed. And so some um, stoppages in between can help to manage the traffic flow and allow for more um, crossing times for pedestrians and other roadway users. We would like to look at implementing lead pedestrian intervals throughout some of the intersections of the boulevard. A lead pedestrian interval allows for a phase within the traffic signal timing so that pedestrians can get a head start in entering into the roadway before vehicle traffic begins, therefore they have more visibility and can in, and can shorten their crossing um, times before vehicles enter the roadway, increasing the safety. This is sort There's, of a head start, I guess, right? Right. There's also um, some intersections where we feel it may be possible to have a dedicated pedestrian phase where all vehicular traffic would be stopped, where the pedestrians can cross and get out of the roadway before the vehicular traffic re-enters. It may be an adjustment, but we feel that as long as it does not degrade the level of service dramatically, that it will have
0: a great increase in boosting safety. I know one of the suggestions that have been made by activists is adding turning lanes. Can you talk about the pros and cons of that?
1: We found through our study findings that there are a lot of side swipes and crashes with parked vehicles along the boulevard. And this indicates that vehicles are frequently shifting between lanes. If there's a vehicle double parked in one lane or another vehicle trying to make a turning movement in another lane, they're shifting frequently. And so we're looking to maintain vehicular safety by keeping the travel lanes flowing. Um, A good way of doing that would be to add a dedicated turning lane. However, based on the width of the existing roadway, um, there are trade-offs that often have to be made because it would require additional width. Therefore, It may require the removal of some parking spaces, which can be difficult in an area where parking is valuable and at a premium. And therefore, in order to implement any recommendation of that type, it will require further study and coordination with municipal officials as to what the best solution for that particular section would be.
0: Well, it seems always that everyone's down with safety until you take away a parking space.
1: Right, yes. There's always a trade-off that has to be made, which, uh, you know, does make it a challenge. And so we need to look at what's the best particular solution for the area. And as things change over time, um, it may evolve.
0: This study will produce a report that will be submitted to the County Executive and Board of Freeholders. Do you have a sense of when that report will be completed um, and, you know, what it may entail in final?
1: Right now, we're developing our, our final draft of the report. Um, we are going to have some more input from the public first and from our other um, Technical Advisory Committee members. The final draft of the report is scheduled for the end of April. We are planning to have the final report completed by May with delivery in June.
0: Well, Kevin Force... Principal Planner for Hudson County's Division of Planning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Jim. You can learn more about the JFK Boulevard Safety Corridor Study on its webpage, hudsoncounty.org JFKsafe. To keep up to date with county government news and announcements about things like the JFK Boulevard Safety Corridor Study, please follow us on Twitter at hudcotweet at twitter.com. You can watch videos of county cultural and heritage programming, news announcements, and other events on our YouTube channel, HUDCO TV. And we're on Instagram with the handle HUDCO Insta. Thanks, as always, to County Executive Tom DeGeese and the Board of Chosen Freeholders, who sponsor, support, and direct all the programs and services discussed on this podcast. Take care.